This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello and welcome back to the Youth Impact. Quickly, once again, uh, nominations are still open for the Volunteer Awards. They will be closing on the 21st. So this is my last warning. Uh, get in there while you can. And also the Dunedin Pride Youth Ball. You may have seen the posters are up around everywhere. Uh, that's on at the 23rd. And I'm pretty sure there are still some tickets left if you look on DunedinPride.org.nz. And those are the only two real announcements I have. So today I thought we would do uh, another casual episode just because I can. And winter hitting me hard, honestly. It's been very cold. It's been very wet. I haven't enjoyed it so far. Honestly, hasn't been good. So I thought we'd just do another little goofy episode. But it's still volunteer themed because I don't know if you know this, but this is a volunteer show. I have a I have a job to do, <laughs> more or less. So I was looking for volunteer jobs that I could, you know, talk about the ones that are, you know, not super well known. There's obviously a lot of jobs that you do know of, which is like working in the op shops and just helping around gardening. And I have stumbled across a few lists of some very strange volunteer jobs that I didn't know exist and are probably very niche. I don't even know if you can get them, but it's just the fact that they are technically out there. You know, do with this information as you will. But some of these are really good. I really enjoyed uh, looking at these. So the first one we've got is a mascot sur- surgeon, which sounds strange, but if anyone has ever been to a convention, there are people like these around. I It's not a mascot surgeon, but like a cosplay surgeon. Uh, where if obviously something in your costume has broken, they've got like needles and threads, they've got some glue, they've just got extra bits and pieces so they can just work on it. And apparently in the UK, (laughs) they have um, specifically ones for mascots because they host the world's largest mascot race. So during this race, they need a volunteer who can be the surgeon to patch up the mascots when... um, just post-race so that they're in shape for the next public appearance. First of all, the fact that there's a world's largest mascot race implying that there's multiple mascot races just gets me good every time. (laughs) It's really funny. But the job itself is honestly pretty cool. And as I said, like, um, they're absolute heroes in the cosplay community that kind of do a similar job. The next one that I found is it, it's for a hospice in Leeds, which is a city in England. Uh, maybe England's just got some really weird volunteer jobs, but it is a chicken knitter. So <laughs> they just knit, you know, chickens and put a Cadbury cream egg inside each of them to sell and raise funds for charity. Honestly, I kind of love the idea. That's a really fun little Easter like thing to get. If I could knit, but maybe that's something that we should start doing here, just creating model little Easter chicks. Then again, I suppose we'd all have to learn how to knit. Oh, and apparently at the hospice, it's a long-term position because sometimes they spend all year knitting the chickens. Oh, because they sell, oh, they sell lots of them. That makes more sense. That, yeah. You could do that for a whole year? That's impressive. That's dedication. Eventually, you'll just get really good at knitting chickens exclusively. This one I had to do research on because I couldn't believe it was true. Again, it's in Britain. I wonder if all of these are in Britain. 
The British Heart Foundation has an annual Chase the Pudding event where volunteers chase a giant pudding across Weymouth Beach. And if that's not weird enough, apparently the volunteers are also required to dress as an elf, fairy, or a Santa while they change the six-foot-tall pudding. I mean, I guess it's something to do. And I guess you get to call yourself a pudding chaser, but I don't understand the purpose of why i know it's a fundraiser i know it's a charity event but it's the image of a six foot tall pudding being chased by a good dozen volunteers is very strange another one in britain from the rspb enlists a fiddle playing bird volunteer where someone who can play the fiddle dresses as a sea eagle for educational events. So I guess it's like a Harold the Giraffe, except it's a bird and it plays the fiddle. Honestly, I'm not sure how educational that is, but I can't argue with it, like if it works. And this obviously isn't a job that anyone can get, but apparently it was one. One volunteer is planned to travel into space for an entire year while his twin brother stays behind on Earth. And so you can just study the differences because they're twins, so you can see like more noticeable differences. Again, definitely not a job that anyone can do because you had to be a twin and I suppose an astronaut. I wonder what they learned from this study. Right, moving on. This one I didn't think would be a volunteer job, but I don't hate it. You can be a clown now. I know how people feel about clowns. I find clowns delightful. I really like clowns. I think they're, I think they're fun. I get that they're scary kind of, but I don't, I really don't hate them <laughs> that much. But apparently you can volunteer to dress as a clown, like traditional kind of clown and entertain people in hospitals and nursing homes, charity events, things like that. Probably not something that you can do uh, just like out of the blue. You probably shouldn't turn up to a place as a clown. This probably has to be planned out better, but apparently there are volunteer clowning organizations. This might be more of an American thing, I imagine, because New Zealand's not huge on clowns, but I suppose this is the best way to get into the clowning industry because I know there are such things as clown colleges in America. So I guess this is your starting point, I suppose. Very interesting. This one's called a fish wrangler, which I think is really cool. It's aquariums accept volunteers to help clean the park. So, you know, just cleaning the tanks, the habitats, and feeding some fish. Um, just some really basic kind of, I, I guess, aquarium activities. But <laughs> there are some few that are fish wranglers where they have to get into the tank and obviously kind of examine the fish in case it's got injuries and just like I guess hold it still in those kinds of cases that's very fun <laughs> I think they've got uh like similar kind of volunteer stuff for more animal-based ones uh like grooming and stuff like that uh where a volunteer can just like you know hold a dog or something while it's being groomed so it makes sense that there's one for fish as well this one sounds kind of exhausting which is a wildlife inventory taker where some nature preserve administrators, they take inventory of like the wildlife during different seasons. So you would have to kind of hang out in the park all day and log all the numbers of like birds and animals you see. Some people 
Well, some of the volunteers actually take inventory in all the types of plants that are growing in the season. Again, that sounds exhausting. And also, I would be really bad at it because I don't know the names of anything. I got some basic native birds down and that's about it. But the rest of the, like if I was doing the plant one, I'd be like, there's a big tree, slightly smaller tree, bush one, bush two. It, I just wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be any help to anyone. But that sounds exhausting. I wonder if they do that here. But it it is sounds like it's for a good thing because it's uh it's to get information of all, you know, the things that are in wildlife areas to help repopulate uh the conservation just so, you know, we at least have a rough idea of how it's going. This one is interesting. It is a flyover creator, which is volunteers it's described as looking down on the planet from space, but it's using Google Maps. Just say it's using Google Maps uh, or Google Earth, I suppose, where you look on Google Earth and to help uh, conservancy groups like Nature Conservancy, uh, you create online graphics to map out hiking and bicycle trails, you know, so they have an easier way to get around. Also, equally sounds exhausting, but if you like mapping stuff out, I suppose, like it would work. And also, you don't need access to an airplane. Apparently, you just need uh, a, val- a computer and some software. And also, you probably should be good with computers and mapping. But apparently, there is training available online. So look at that. You've already got... That's quite a good thing to do, I suppose. Now, this one, I have actually seen TikToks of this, and I think we all might have, which is the Tombstone Cleaners. We obviously, like really old tombstone, have had a, you know, pollution weather take a toll on it and it comes very, is eroded the word? You know what I mean? How it's like covered in moss and it's, you can't even tell what it says or anything. And so there are some volunteers that have either like a pressure washer and just some scrub brushes and they clean them. I do know that when it comes to tombstone cleaning, you do have to ask uh, family permission like if you can find their next of kin you can't just go around cleaning random tombstones um just out of respect really but they are very satisfying and lovely to watch because i don't know it's just nice seeing how they used to look and um just going from you know almost very abandoned looking to just so much nicer and clean but you do obviously have to have um, a basic guide of the cleaning because obviously you don't want to permanently damage the headstone. So that's a really interesting one. And I do, I really enjoy those videos of seeing cleaning. According to this, some of the volunteers work as part of a larger cleaning crew, while others are solo operators that receive assignments from people, which makes sense. I'm pretty sure that's how like most of like the TikTok cleaners get it done they get like asked by people in in their local area either way if that that's really interesting and like and Dunedin has those really old cemeteries I think well we've got the northern cemetery and then the southern cemetery which are both uh quite old so I would love to see you know those ones be rejuvenated almost just with cleaning Right, once again, I'm about to break your heart with this American volunteer organization that lets you walk, feed, groom, and spend time with Spanish greyhounds, like specifically. Oh, in Spain. My apologies, this isn't a, an American thing. This is a UK and EU thing to do, um, where they send you to Spain to spend time with these dogs. A lot of volunteer opportunities are actually very travel-based. Um 
which I do love, but I don't know how well they still work during COVID, but that's, oh, but they're greyhounds. They're so good. Actually, one of the few volunteer jobs that I wanted to do was uh, I wanted to go to Australia and work with bats. Bats are one of my favorite animals. I absolutely love them, but I don't do well with heat and bats tend to live in quite hot places, apparently. Also, rabies are super bad and I don't want that. So, you know, kind of really bummed myself out with that one, but also works out well because otherwise I wouldn't be doing this. And I prefer being in my room than traveling. All right, another travel-based one is if you're very outdoors, outdoorsy, you can volunteer for agriculture farming programs where they're looking at sustainable agricultural projects and you volunteer to help local farmers on their plantations. So, And you'll also learn about organic farming. It's interesting, and I definitely didn't know that was a thing. Well, I know like farming volunteers are a thing, but going all the way, like just out of country to do it, and I guess looking at more organic farming is interesting. The idea of it terrifies me. I'm really terrible in the outdoors. I don't don't like if that's someone's someone someone out there loves this idea. So go you. We I can't relate. This one's good. Wash and feed elephants. It probably isn't as easy as it sounds because if you've ever seen an elephant, you're aware that they're big. Even if you just heard any saying being as big as an elephant, they are quite large. And don't worry about whether or not this is ethical because we know there's a lot of elephant sanctuaries in like Thailand and stuff which are very unethical um, to elephants and I am sad to say that I've actually been to one when I was a little kid it was very when I was a little kid it was very magical at the time but now I look back and I'm like "Mm, not great but this organization is an elephant sanctuary where they want volunteers to wash and feed the elephants with them which apparently is a very tough job with job with early starts and late nights, but you get to look after elephants. So, I mean, I feel like that balances out. Also, you know, it's a, you'd feel better for taking care of them in a safer environment. This one we've talked about. It's not weird. This is a list of weird volunteer jobs, and this is on it. It's not weird. I full-heartedly believe in it. It is cleaning a beach. Absolutely go out and clean some beaches. You're going to the beach that day and you know you are? Bring a trash bag and some gloves. I mean, if you're going to the beach anyway, you might as well. And it's a, you know, uh, pollution is a huge issue in our oceans. It's not weird. Absolutely go. If anyone looks at you weird, don't even worry about it because I am on your side. I will root for you. Go clean some beaches. You know, some of these that are listed as weird aren't super strange i think it's just people forget what volunteer caring is some of the times like collecting bags for students helping the sick like going into homes and helping them building a house like sharing your talents is one of them it's not weird it's helping other people i feel like there needs to be a little bit more normalizing of you can help other people just like without getting something out of it i think the thing that people are finding more weird about most of these on the list is that you're not getting paid for it. That's not weird. You're doing something that makes you feel good and that you enjoy for for not nothing. You're doing it for you. It's not weird. It's good. But I want to talk about this one. Fostering animals. Absolutely love it. I think it's considered weird because you don't get to keep the animal because you're a foster parent. But like it's not 
strange fostering like children is a thing and again not terrible you're not gonna judge someone for that like oh but you'll have to give them up eventually yeah but you have them for now that's the thing anyway not about children but animals we did this once we uh fostered a dog my mom we didn't do it after this one because we were pretty sad about giving up the dog but i think a thing that you need to realize is even though you're giving them up you know you're giving them up to a good home and you've been with them for the time that you've had them and you've raised them and you've looked after them and most of the time for these uh foster situations is also to help train them uh when we got the puppy that we'd looked after it was it was a very energetic rowdy puppy it wasn't housebroken it was you know it was kind of like a nightmare dog to begin with but when when she left it was a it was a very well behaved like nice dog and yeah we we're sad to see it leave but i'm happy that you know it had a better chance of adoption because it was fostered with us because you know when you go um to like the spca and you look for adoption you never want the dog that's all rowdy and not housebroken and aggressive and stuff so it's just giving it a better chance of being adopted by its forever home and we love that it's not weird foster animals this i've never heard of and i don't know if we do it we don't have we don't have many shelters like america does which is more of their thing but apparently some shelter animals they want children to read to the animals which sounds weird but again it's not weird <laughs> It's only, it's, it's for those animals that aren't really social and can't interact with people yet. You know, who knows what their history is, but they are still afraid of people. So they get children to read to them, obviously with them being in the cage still, so nothing bad can happen. But they read to them so they get used to a person being near them and also speaking to them. And reading to anyone is always very calming. So it makes sense that it works with animals as well. And apparently it just drastically improves their anxiety like really quickly so they're, be, they're able to be rehomed faster also apparently it's really good to get kids to practice their reading skills so it works out either way again i don't know if we have it here at the spca but like it's very nice it's a really lovely idea and i do love it i just really like helping animals i'm gonna be honest this is one i've done before which is um writing captions for youtube videos because obviously there are many people that are hard of hearing or just like having the captions on and so you can volunteer to help add captions to some creators on youtube so that you're helping the creators and the community and yeah i actually watch everything with subtitles um i i have very bad audio processing sometimes so it just takes me a bit to understand anything so when i watch anything on netflix i always have subtitles on just because, I don't know, it's way easier for me to understand and I actually, I actually enjoy the show without having to pause it every five seconds and being like, what'd they say? <laughs> this is a good one. This is building and managing social media presences for nonprofits. This is honestly a thing not many people think about, but is definitely needed. Uh, as you may know, I am on the board for Dunedin Pride, which obviously has social media and it is all done by kind of all of us i think all of us actually on the board have access to our social medias to make posts for ourselves which obviously gets very confusing and very difficult for all of us and 
Sometimes we just rely on one person, but that one person is also doing 20 other jobs. So sometimes social media falls flat. So volunteering to work on the social media presence for a nonprofit is absolutely amazing. It seems very small, especially if you use social media all the time anyway, and you're like, oh, it's so easy. It is easy, but it becomes a lot harder when you also have several other things to do and you're making posts about it and then you're helping other people advertise posts about it. And then three people have made the exact same post and you have to take them down very quickly, but then you take down all three on accident. And so you have to figure out which one to put back up. This has never happened. This is uh, purely hypothetical, obviously. I didn't. It, um, anyway, I think one of the last ones I want to put out there, there's definitely more to this list, but I tried to keep it short, is starting your own library. So we've got the Lilliput libraries that are outside people's houses absolutely love them it's a great idea and it does count as volunteer work because it is helping the community but not only that i do see a lot of um community pantries out there that people obviously take care of themselves um making sure they've got you know um some canned foods and uh, some sanitary products just like the basics super important and i think it also needs to be said that they're for everyone they're for everyone and no one should be ashamed for needing something or feeling that it's not for them if it's something they could really use. You shouldn't be ashamed. It's a community thing. It is for the community. It's for anyone that comes by. Um, same with the reading, same with the pantry. I love the ideas of them. Um, obviously, there are people that may not use it fairly, but that's just a thing that you have to deal with. But know that you're always going to help someone else that does genuinely need it. It's not always going to be that one person. You'll be helping many more. So anyway, that's it for my show. <laughs> Sorry if I sounded a little low energy. Winter's really got to me and I am so tired, but for no reason. Um, I hope everyone's keeping warm. Uh, remember about the volunteer award nominations and the Danina Pride Youth Wall coming up on the 23rd and the volunteer nominations closing on the 21st. Lot done. I will be back next week with a topic that's good, probably. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.